It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Mac rocks the baby back and forth. Goes to work on a pick to the right from Hayward. Goes all the way to the window. Floats it over. Chandler scores! Shelvin Mack! You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 8th of December. The Jazz get ready for the Warriors without any players. We'll break down how great the Warriors are, whether there's... No, we won't talk about if there's any chance to beat the Warriors without any players. We'll look at all of that and come up with your questions next on today's edition of Facebook Live Locked on Jazz. Pow. Good morning. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz Thursday's edition, our Facebook Live edition, brought to you by our friends at Shamrock Auto Group. Thank you very much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we uh, the, the Jazz will be without George Hill, uh, without Rodney Hood, uh, and play an unbelievable Golden State Warrior team tonight. Uh, it's really, you know what? It's too bad. There's there's not a lot else to uh, to say about it. Uh, I got to tip my hat. I really thought last night was going to be the night where my mentions were going to go away. Uh, and instead, the Twitter volume cooled down a little bit. So, thank you. You know what? These guys want to play. Like they want to play. If they could play, they would. They would play. Uh, they have not uh, been able. You know, they're clearly not ready to go. It's too bad, Jimmy. You know, on the George Hill question, by the way, Jimmy Butler, who's probably the toughest dude in the league, missed ten games with a sprained toe. All right. You know. They're, it's real. If your toe sprained your toe, it's hard to come back from it. Uh, Gordon's obviously playing through tremendous amount of pain. Uh, we see it with regularity. So it's not that the guys don't want to play. Uh, I, I I don't think it's that the organization's overly cautious. Maybe a little, but clearly we're having a hard time getting guys to get healthy. Uh, we're clearly having a hard time getting guys to stay healthy, and uh, I'm sure. If there was something that was being done incorrectly uh, with as thorough as Dennis is, that they, they would deal. But it's I, I'm with you 100%. Not to do, we'll, we'll move on from this. Uh, but I thought I don't usually open with a topic. We usually do a bunch of other stuff. But I just, yeah, it's it's just a huge bummer. You know, even prepping last night, uh, probably last night tonight, if you look at the bags under my eyes, which, you know, would have been a 2 o'clock in the morning prep. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get everything. I'm per-. You know, I didn't have that same zest. So I'm with you. I understand. Uh, really frustrating, but we're good and we're surviving it, which is probably the most important thing. And hopefully at some point we get right and we get enough games being really, really good with all of our guys to figure out uh, what what makes it good. So I'm going to address a few things on the show. I'm going to talk for a minute about how good we are. 
I'm going to share some things just to kind of perk you back up on how good we are. Uh, and then we're going to look at the Warriors and how unbelievable they are. So I'm not sure what it mattered. Uh, and then I'll take your Facebook questions. Sound good? All right, let's do that. This is Locked on Jazz, part of Locked on Podcast Network. It all started with me sitting, having a cup of coffee with you each and every morning. And I appreciate you taking the time for all these years uh, to follow the program and to tune in. Locked on NBA has the ske- has the coach, part one and part two up. I thought they were both worthwhile. The coach thinks league's over switching. Some pretty interesting comments. Uh, so you should grab that in part one. And then part two, he breaks down a bunch of team, a lot of jazz talk uh, in there as well. So that's that's kind of the setup uh, along the way. By the way, if you heard the Chris Ballard, Sam Hinkie, and you have a chance to send Chris Ballard a thank you, uh, that would be that would be just huge. Today's show is brought to you by Shamrock Auto Group. They sponsor our Thursday Facebook Live editions of the program. Uh, they're out in Pleasant Grove. They do a really nice job. If you're in the market and looking to buy a car, think about going to Shamrock Auto Group. All right, let's go to pins across the world. Jace Kendall. Puts a pin in Riverton, Utah. Growing up, I was never a big sports fan. I went through the first 18 or so years of my life having never watched an NBA game on TV, only going to a small handful of games with my dad where I spent most of the game looking at the jazz dancers and binoculars. Uh, you know, my son goes to games and he with my wife and he reads the jazz game day program because he could just care less. Uh, now, my daughter, uh, on the other hand, like is jealous that I'm having coffee today with Zach Lowe. Like she wants, she wants like she wants to come. She wants to meet Zach Lowe. So I have I have both ends of it. One of my best friends, the huge Jazz fan, he begged me to watch a game with him. After a long, lot of convincing, I finally agreed. The first game we watched ended up being a miracle in Miami with Paul Millsap's forty six and a late game heroics to bring the game to overtime, when the Jazz eventually won the game. I'm so thankful that that was the game that we happened to watch because from that moment on, I was hooked. I have bonded closer with my dad since becoming a Jazz fan, as we often discuss the Jazz and their exciting team this year. I've listened to your podcast every day for five years. Wow, Jace, thanks. And so I uh, happened to stumble upon it on YouTube. I'm a total stats nerd. I love your insight. I love that you've been able to uh, be, make, I've been able to be a more informed fan by listening to your daily podcast. I will be a lifelong Jazz fan. I hope a season ticket holder one day. It's funny to think, the thought that I had there, Jace, is it's funny to think that when Millsap goes and has that night or Gordon hits the shot against Cleveland or Sundiata game, that a new fan was uh, created on a given day. Seems like a kind of cool kind of cool concept uh, along the way. All right, let's go to – I just want to take a moment. I don't know. I, maybe I'm, you know, hey, I, I, I get on some people every now and then for, you know, overreact. Maybe I'm overreacting today. Uh, but I wanted to just share a little bit of data with you. So Gordon Hayward, this is our Locked on Jazz uh, tip-off story of the day. Uh, Gordon Hayward, Rodney Hood, George Hill, Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert, okay, right, have played 12 minutes together all season. We're 14-9. and We rank 8th in offense, 5th in defense. We have had 12 minutes all season. Of our team. Twelve. Gordon Hayward, Rodney Hood, George Hill. Just those three, whatever back line we have, have played together for 104 minutes, five games. In those 104 minutes over five games, 
when they're on the floor per 100 possessions, the Jazz are plus 26.6. By the way, let me back up to that first one. I have like a weird mohawk today. Uh, Back up to the first one. 12 minutes all season. That also means that the backcourt or the back line, which was going to be, or the bench group, of Dante or Shelvin, Alec obviously is at zero, but even, whichever way, Joe Ingles, Joe Johnson, Trey Lyles, Boris Diel, and a combination of that has also probably played about 12 minutes, right? The fact that the starter group we thought we were going to have has played 12 minutes together means that then whenever you make the next kind of shift, right, the next set of substitutions is different. Shelvin suddenly playing with people they didn't play with. So that, that I just want to, so our, our front court has played a collective or backcourt, our wings, 104 minutes together. We're plus 26.6. Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert have played 11 games, 127 minutes. They're plus 14.8. Like, that's what the whole team was supposed to be. One of the cool lineups we thought would be Derek Favors and Boris Diaw. They've played three games, 12 minutes together. They're plus 24.2. But they've played 12 minutes together. Boris Diaw and Rudy Gobert. Okay, that was probably the next grouping, right? That's like how we were building this team. Plus 15.4. They've played a lot together. So you can tell that that works. 229 minutes. Boris Diaw, Trey Lyles. Eh, might have to play together. Probably going to be a little bit of a question mark. They're minus five. And now you suddenly have had to try to kind of work around that a little bit. That That's when the smallest of sample sizes are available. Rudy Gobert. Trey Lyles. The coaching staff, by the way, liked Boris Diaw, Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert, Trey Lyles. They probably had their preferences. That's played a lot. 265 minutes together. Plus five. Like It's incredible. There's not a flaw anywhere here. Uh, George Hill, Rodney Hood, Derek Favors. Just to torture us, the three guys are out. Plus 17.7. It's just insane. Playing pairs. Rudy Gobert, Boris, I just gave you. Derek, Rudy Gobert, I just gave you. Rudy Gobert, George Hill, plus 15. Rudy Gobert, Gordon Hayward, plus 17. Gordon Hayward, George Hill, plus 26. Gordon Hill plus Rodney Hood. Gordon Hayward plus Rodney Hood, plus 17. Okay? And then you get all your other guys playing second to your guys. We haven't got that at all. So, just a just a little of each, right? Just a little of each, like a little bit of pissing you off that the guys are never healthy and you never get to see them, and it just begin to wonder. And sure, I got the this sucks, and this is going to cost us playoff positioning, and yeah, all of that's yeah. But on the other end, I don't think we should have lost any of the hope and excitement we had when the year started 
about what might happen with this team because they're showing all of it. Uh, we'll dig into the Warriors here in a second. Three different ways to show how great they are. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Shamrock Auto Group. Uh, they're located in Pleasant Grove at 203 North, 2000 West. And ever since I uh, met Rob Taylor, Kellen, and the guys over there, one of my favorite parts of the Shamrock Auto Group is, you know, you meet, you meet them and they tell them about their business. And so what does is, what is, you know, Rob want me to know? You've got to understand our business, David. You've got to understand we're, we're completely built upon uh, renewals. And we're, complete, we're doing it differently than everybody else. And our customer service is amazing. And people that come here then, even if we don't have the car, they have us go get us the car because they want to deal with us. And, and I, I'm a cynic. And so my first reaction is, yeah, like, whatever, right? Like, great. And then you go to, like, their Google reviews. And there's 62 of them, and they're 4.9. And you go read, you know, Lindsay Livingston. I just This is the most recent one in. My husband and I were scared to death to buy a new vehicle after not having a car payment for so long. Kellen treated us like million-dollar clients. We loved our expedition. Highly recommend buying your next car from Shamrock Auto. Nick Sylvester, three weeks ago. You guys can go to the Google review, too. I just went to most recent. I'm not screening this at all. This was the best car buying experience I've ever had. It was exactly what they claim on their webpage. Low pressure. They're very honest. It was a great deal. They get me out of the door with no surprises. I'm definitely a return buyer. Four weeks ago, Kevin. Top notch. Just purchased our 2016 Ford Explorer from Jake and the team at Shamrock. They were helpful, not pushy, and the car was fairly priced. Would have loved to get a little more on the trade-in, but who wouldn't? They were pretty fair on that, too. They were 100% better than blankety-blank-blank. Okay? That's just what we're dealing with. That's who Shamrock Auto Group is. If you're in the market to buy a car or a truck for this holiday season or right afterwards, just check them out or tell a friend to check them out. 203 North, 2000 West, Shamrock Auto Group. All right, let's go to the Warriors. I was trying, how do I explain how great the Warriors are? Well, okay, the first thing is I did a bunch of research yesterday. Can I figure out if there's any flaw? What happens if you slow them down? Oh, look, the Spurs got their pace of play down to 101. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not slowing them down. So let's look and see if you slow them down. So the Dallas Mavericks slowed the, them down to 93 possessions a game. That's how we like to play. Their offensive rating in that game was a 123. League average is 103.7. Anything over 110 is incomprehensible. 123. Right? Hey, look. Boston slowed them down. 97.3. We could probably do that. We we play 93 possessions a game. They, on average, play 103. We could cut it in half. Um, Boston got them to 107. All right, so slowing them down got them to be one of the best in the league. But that's good. All right. Minnesota played them down to 97 possessions a game. They went to 121 offensively. Last night, the Clippers slowed them down to 99.6. They got them to 115. Their last three games offensively are 132, 128, and 115. They have surpassed the 120 barrier. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, Nine times already this season. Their average offensive rating is 115.4. It's the greatest offensive team in the history of the game. What happens if you'd like, I came up with this one. What happens if you just get them off the three-point line? You just commit to not letting them take threes. So here are the games where they've had, they average 36% of their shots as threes. Here are the games where the Warriors have taken less than 30% of their shots as threes. Portland did it to them. They had a 117 offensive rating. Running down the list, 
Minnesota did it to them. They're at a 27% of their shots were threes. Their offensive rating was 121. They, Phoenix Suns did it to them, kept them to 27% of their shots as threes. They are 132. All right, so that doesn't work. So it literally you run them off the three-point line, their offense gets better. What happens if you um, camp out the paint and have them bomb in some way? Houston did that. It actually worked a little bit. They shot 42% of their three shots as threes against Houston for 102. Atlanta did that. It actually worked a little bit, 100. Lakers did that. It didn't work. They scored a one, they had a 141. Pacers 115 against Pacers was 115. Milwaukee was 120. And Toronto was 121. And the Pelicans was a 115. That's actually the model. And it still doesn't work. But they have had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games where they've taken more than 40% of their field goal attempts as threes, and it reduces their offensive efficiency. Good luck. How are you building that? What's that game plan? Probably choosing which guys it is um, along the way. I've done the same thing with the Jazz, trying to figure out any kind of numbers on the Jazz and what they're doing. Their offense, the Jazz offense is just rolling. The last six games are the second best offensive team in the league. Uh, pack is my favorite way to look at offensive players. So I'll do pack Friday tomorrow, but just here's pack warrior. Kevin Durant is pack right now. Points above average created. If you don't know it well, tune in tomorrow. I'll give you more explanation. I'm going to fly through this a little bit. Is at a 5.4. So he scores 5.4 points above average with the 20 scoring opportunities he gets a game. Steph Curry is at 4.7. The next closest in the league of players that have played over 10, 15 games, 15 games, is James Harden at 3.2. And then Jimmy Butler at 2.9. And then Lillard at 2.8. And George Hill, who's healthy, would be up here. And then Anthony Davis comes in at 2.5. All right. So the two of them are combined 10.1. And there's only one other player in the league that's over three. How do you ever catch them? The answer is you don't. It's insane. Yeah, but defensively, they're not that good. Except for that's not really true. Their defensive rating in the first quarter is is seventh. Their defensive rating in the second quarter is sixth. And then their defensive rating in the third quarter is 15th. And their fourth quarter is 19th. Because they're ahead by so much. Here's a stunner. They have spent 40% of this season's minutes ahead by double figures. They have led 73% of the time this year. They have trailed by five or more only 12% of the time and only uh, by 10 or more in 12 of the 22 games. It's incredible. Check that. I was wrong on that. They've only trailed by 10 three times. They've only trailed by more than five in 12 games. So then look at that for a second. When they are within one to five points, they're the third best defense in the league. When they're within six to 10 points, they're the number one defense in the league. And when they're between 11 and 15, they're the 19th. In other words, they relax and just try to outscore you when they get up by 10, and they generally do it. Uh, so incredible, totally incredible. All right, let's go to, uh, some questions from you. Um, 
28 comments came in. I'm probably not going to get all of them, but we'll we'll see what the best I can do. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to take 10 minutes worth of questions here on Locked On Jazz. By the way, Warriors Jazz tonight. I think there's some tickets available if you want to come see the Warriors. Saturday we're home against Sacramento, Oklahoma City on Wednesday, Dallas on next Friday. So make sure you come on out. Join us for those. Uh, also, uh, holiday ticket package is available. Uh, from Tosh, uh, George Hill in a walking boot sat front row at Provo at BYU Weber State game. Just a guy who loves watching basketball. A sign uh, that he's enjoying Utah and wants to sign an extension to stay here. Probably not. Probably a guy who likes basketball, but that doesn't mean he doesn't like Utah. But just to be honest, that's he likes going to basketball. I don't know why that would be a sign, but um, I'd love I love the idea, Tosh. I'm all up for it, uh, but I'm being honest. Uh, did you get a chance to talk to Coach Corbin Tuesday? How's he doing? What would you say is his greatest attribute during his ten years as a coach? Uh, that's from Hank. I would say his greatest attribute is they played hard every night. I also think it would be hard to go find how many more wins that group was supposed to get. Um, you know, when you look at it. And I also think for all the criticism we gave him about his playing choices, which drove people crazy, hard to argue that Paul Millsap played over uh, ahead of Ennis Cantor. Right? Uh, Derek Favors probably should have played more than, a little bit more than Al Jefferson at times, but he was who scored. Paul Millsap obviously was used differently when he went somewhere else, which is impressive. But when you start kind of walking through all the players that we are freaking out about that he um, didn't play, I'm not sure. Um, the absurd injuries have cost the Jazz home court in the first round, says Josh. We do this again for another 20 games. It might cost us an attempt to win in the first round, getting stuck against Warriors or Clippers at the point. Does the Jazz brass quit hiding from fans who were – wait. At what point did the Jazz brass quit hiding from the fans who are watching things slip away because our players aren't 100%? I don't understand the end part, but I don't disagree with you, Josh, that these injuries are going to have an impact on where we finish in the standings. I mean, I guess there's a chance we could still get to four, catch Houston, or we're at five and we're playing on the road against Houston uh, instead. I don't understand that last part of the question. I just don't even understand what you're saying. What point does the Jazz brass quit hiding from the fans who are watching things? Doesn't make any sense. How is Dante handling adversity in your estimation? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, I think he's struggling. I think he's I think he's having a hard time because he's struggling on the floor. And I think he's searching. He's trying you know, be better defensively. He starts fouling. I think it's really hard. It's the natural thing that everyone's going through, and it's much more difficult on a good team. Uh, Nathan Harker, the stats say Shelvin Mack is the best non-injured Jazz point guard. Will you start him over Dante, whose length and speed are important to the Jazz defensive identity? Dante has not played well defensively in a while, so... But I wouldn't change anything up. I don't think, unless you think Dante's just going to get throttled by Steph in a manner in which he loses confidence even more. Um, who's better? Two teams who have a pack of 12, team with a pack of 12. A team that has 12 players of one. Uh, team B who has three players with a pack of four. And everyone else is a pack of zero. Uh, better to have the stars and no depth or stars and depth. Uh, it's a great question, Ryan. By definition, they should be equal because pack uh, weighs the amount of possessions you use in the game. Uh, so I would I would probably go with depth um, rather than the three superstar players because if one of them ever got hurt. Um, so 
Spencer, I'm a longtime listener. Where is the one website I can go to find all of your content, even the Locked On Networks? Uh, Audio Boom has all of the Locked On Networks. Uh, 1280 The Zone has a lot of our uh, stuff, and we are Utah Jazz. Um, been there. You're saying a few postcasts haven't been to weareutahjazz.com. They should always be there. Uh, continuing, uh, thoughts on the best and worst case for the Jazz if injuries still continue? Well, I still think we're, I mean, we're on pace to make the playoffs. The question is what Josh brought up is seeding. Um, does it surprise you how the team has managed to win through being shorthanded? Yeah, I don't think they've laid a big egg on, on any of them yet. Uh, other, you know, Miami wasn't great, but you missed two guards at that point. So I don't think it's, uh, I would kind of, I feel like they've been good. In fact, it was interesting. I was listening to the Ringers show the other day and, uh, they had up. Uh, the idea that uh, Quinn Snyder was coach of the year so far. Uh, Kevin O'Connor, the analyst, brought that up. What do you think could be the cause of laps in the second half of the past three games? I mean, I think that there's a level from Enrique. I think there's a level that you're just, you are doing exactly that. You're relaxing. And I think there's a level also where due to injuries, you know, you might, like, particularly against Phoenix, I don't think we were very good. Right, we were without four guys for a large part of that. It game changed when Gordon went out with a finger. Uh, we got a few more minutes, and it does look like Facebook Live just crashed. So uh, those of you here, you still still are with me. Uh, but it's good to get everybody's questions. Um, Nate Bosworth, why the new stance with holding out players till 100%? Is that Brian Zettler or someone else's grand plan? I don't know that that's a new plan. I mean, I think we've all learned a lot about the fact that a player doesn't gain any value by playing hurt. I mean, I frankly think that Matt Harpering is the best example of this. Here's a guy who played hurt his whole career and then cut his career short by five years. So I think that – I don't know that that's necessary. I mean, I guess there's a – sure, the idea that you play injured and you don't try to, you know, re-injure it anymore is, uh, is probably the new mantra, but I don't know that that's new, and I certainly don't think that that's a mistake – um, injured players aren't very good either, by the way. Uh, in today's super team world, can the Jets... By the way, it's always been a super team world. Just want to point that out. Look back at the Celtics and Lakers and how many uh, all-stars they had. Can the Jazz ever win it without attracting a top three talent in the NBA? Well, so the Jazz can probably never win a title without having top three talent in the NBA. That's a fact. Very few, if any, teams have ever won it without top three talent. So if the Jazz don't get top three talent, they probably don't uh, win it. Uh, with Stern gone, can you see the Jazz getting back into the finals and winning it, or is it all kind of rigged? No, it's, it was never rigged. Uh, you made it to the finals with Stern. Um, so that makes no sense. But, hey, go for it. Uh, are the Jazz the only team in the West with a chance to beat Golden State in a series? Uh, let's end on this. So I like the Jazz matchup with the Warriors. I don't think they can beat them in a series in any way, shape, or form because of the fact that the Warriors, all the numbers I just gave you on the Warriors. But I do think the first thing you have to have to beat the Warriors is you have to have three wing defenders who can switch on everything. And the Jazz have that. Uh, the second thing I think you have is to have is three offensive wings who make all three of their guys defend, and they have that. I think you have to be powerful enough on the offensive class that you can punish them for being small. The Jazz have that. I think you have to have the versatility to be able to play small when the Warriors go small if you'd like to, and the Jazz kind of have that, but Durant at the five, I mean, we're talking, I don't know who has that. 
Uh, what do we do? Have Rudy guard him? And uh, so the Warriors would definitely dictate that, so it would make it very difficult to try to match. Uh, but on the other end, uh, and nobody can do that. On the other end, I think you have to have versatile different ways to play them. So, And then the final thing is I think as much as the data I have doesn't show it to be the case yet this season, I think you have to be able to play them in a manner that's different and makes them uncomfortable. It grinds them down a little bit. Now, there's frankly no data that shows that to be true. Um, but it is my opinion on kind of when I looked at game by game and tried to look at them, I thought if you slowed them down a little bit, you might be able to, uh, you know, get them. Uh, the interesting one for us, by the way, will be when we play good defensive teams, whether or not we're good enough offensively. What we've proven is that we can throttle bad defensive teams. But against good defensive teams, the Clippers, we had an offensive rating of 83. The Spurs, we had a 92. The Magic, we had a 96. The Bulls, we had an 89. Um, And those are top 10 teams. When we play non-top 10 teams, we throttle them. All right, that is today's edition of Locked on Jazz, brought to you by Shamrock Auto Group. If you're in the market to buy your car, uh, a new car, go down to Shamrock Auto Group and see what they can do for you. They trade in value, great inventory. If they don't have what you need, they'll go get it uh, for you right now. If you look, they've got a 2016 Chevy Suburban for 48.9. They've got a 20, 2005 Acura RL for 12.9. Uh, they've got a 2016 GMC Yukon. Come on, we're down in Utah County. The Yukons, the Suburbans for 59. A Tahoe, 2015 Tahoe for 36.9. Uh, some great deals, the 20, 2005 Suburban for eighteen nine. So if you want the Utah County salt vehicle, you get it rolling down there uh, at Shamrock Auto Group. Uh, give them a call, 801-361-9796, 801-361-9796. That is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you check out Locked On NBA as your next podcast you listen to. Have a great day and be safe. Hi, you've reached the high fashion hotline. Hi, my family's going to a tailgate and I want our style to stand out from the crowd. Just go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's got all the latest fall styles. Plus, during Old Navy's colossal sale, you'll save up to 50% off store-wide. Did you say up to 50% off? I did, so don't sit on the sidelines. Old Navy has the perfect pants from 19 bucks, stylish dresses from 15 bucks, and comfy tees for the family from just 6 bucks. Right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We're cheering for Old Navy. High fashion, Old Navy. Valid 10-2 to 10-10, select styles only. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.